Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another podcast. There has actually been some football. There is there is football to talk about. We have matches, matches Live to discuss. Football. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been great. It's a lovely day. The cruise ships are bobbing in Babacan Bay. It's they are. sun shining. It's September. Football has begun again. All is well with the world, isn't it? Sun shining on Bertie at the moment. He's sitting yeah. in the sun. So if, he, if, he, if the postman turns up while well, we do this podcast, because we're doing it early today, you'll know about you it. You will. It's the official <laughs> podcast guard dog. It's um it's a national holiday in Torquay today. You may not be aware of that, but it is uh, it's William Clark Pitt's Day. It is in Torquay today. Yeah, William Clark Pitt's Day. We'll explain why a little bit September later. September the sixteenth uh, every year. Put what it in your calendars. What we've got for you this week, we go off for a chat with uh, Gary Johnson in a few moments' time. Then we'll be talking about the friendlies so far, the friendlies to come, the streaming live streaming service, which has been a massive success. We'll tell you how you can get uh, get that for the uh, the weekend's game. We'll talk about the players who've made a good impression over the last few games. And we'll have a little chat about Macclesfield. It's a strange mm. situation there, isn't there? Yeah. Very strange. Memories indeed. of Macclesfield as well. And there'll be an INJ question, which will tax you and yes. tease your brain. But don't forget, it's William Clark Pitt's Day celebrations all round. First of all, let's go and have a chat with Gary. How did it feel? How did it go? What did you learn from Saturday? Um, well, you always learn a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, some positive and some things you've got to work on, of course. Um, and, and we'll do that, but that's the idea of your pre-season friendlies. Yeah. Um, but overall, <clears throat> I thought the, the lads responded well, you know, on a, um, for a first game. A lot of them were new to each other. Um, and it was quite early in our training regime. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, all in all, I was, I was pleased, you know, pleased with it. It was, you know, we came back from being one nil down. Um, it was against the runner play for sure. Um, and in the end, we got our three goals and ended up mixing the team at the end with some, you know, young lads yeah. who also did very well. So, you know, there was there was there was a lot of positive, more positives than negatives. Uh, how, how was it playing at Playmore without a crowd? All that business, all, all the the implications well, of COVID. Yeah, well, we we don't want to get used to it. No. But because we've seen it so many times now on our TV screens and everything we watch now is the you know, there's no crowds involved. Yeah. You're half getting used to it sort of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing with pre-season, generally you don't really get massive crowds anyway. No, no. So, you know, it didn't really feel that much different. Um, I think you're always aware... I mean, I joke to the boys that uh, just before the game, they listen, there's, there's nobody out there other than a few ball boys and a few stewards. Maybe I a said, camera, yeah. Yeah, I said, but you've got 14 million people watching you on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe I, have, that, I uh, haven't heard the results of the, the figures, but I'm, possibly 14 million, yeah. <laughs> well, that was the... That was the um, the, the figure I used to yeah. uh, exaggerate the point yeah. that they must think about 
the watching public, albeit in their armchairs. Yeah, I mean that was that was, that was a good thing, wasn't it? The the fact that fans were able to watch it despite not being in the ground. That was brilliant. I mean, and the quality of it was very good, from what I hear. I mean, you know, my family watched it, and you know, my brother, who's our, you know, as you know, our chief scout, yeah, uh, he watched it and reported back that it was, you know, very professional. And, and good quality, that's the, the main thing. And uh, in the end, people watched a, a decent game with five goals. The, the worry is, of course, with all these, these stories of, of COVID rising again, that come, April, sorry, come October the 3rd, you know, it's, it's still possible there could be no one in the ground. So that's, that, that's something that can help there. Well, well it can. Um, and it, and it might be something that you have to do anyway, because even with crowds, yeah. it's still going to be a reduced capacity, yeah. of course. So I'm hearing 2,500 today. That was what I just heard on the radio. What was that? I heard 2,500 two limit on all sort of games on the radio just now. That was kind of mooted, oh. so that's an interesting one. Oh, OK, well, it's not so bad. No. If it's us, it's probably not as good if you're Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, the, the, we we just got to keep hoping that eventually, you know, we, 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 we get through it and come out of it at the yeah. other end. Sort of yeah. thing. But meanwhile, we've all still got to be vigilant. I mean, our club, uh, honestly, I've seen the work that our club and how vigilant it has been yeah. regarding the safety of anybody that, that, you know, regarding the safety of the, the players, the opposition, spectators, I just know, you know, what they've been doing. And, uh, you know, I, I know it would be very safe for our fans yeah, eventually yeah. when they when they come back come back in because of the, the work the club has been doing over the last, you know, five, six months yeah, <laughs> to, to make the stadium totally safe. <clears throat> Um, going forward, you've got Bournemouth under 23s today. Will that be a different team? Chance for to try different players and, and etc. Well, it's a chance for a couple of players that didn't didn't get full 90 minutes yeah. to get 90 minutes. Um, there's still a couple that we can't risk small little injuries and making them worse yeah. uh, before the season starts. So, you know, we need we're still not a big squad. Um, but we do need still our young lads to be standing by, you know, on the bench, ready to to help out in the last sort of fifteen twenty minutes, as yeah. they did so well against uh, Hamill. Um, but you know, we, again, it's a, another game um, for us to get together and get to know each other. The new players get to know their teammates. Um, yeah, so there, there will be a couple of new faces, but because we've only got four games pre-season before the season starts we need to be playing pretty much the same people each week (laughs) you want want to aim it towards what you're going to be doing on day one yes yeah okay so it's Chippenham on Saturday is that right and then Bath on the Saturday after yeah so that's right um, it's all going to plan and and (laughs) keep your fingers crossed it continues that way well exactly I mean you've got to follow the plan that's for sure and that's what we're doing. And don't forget, we train every day, so it's not as though we don't have practice matches no, exactly. in training. And 
you know, seven asides and five asides and all that sort of thing. So the competitiveness is is, is there, as we saw against Hemel. Um, it, it's just getting that match sharpness. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, So therefore, you know, most of the boys will need to play in most of the pre-season friendlies. Okay, Gary, thank you very much for that. Uh, good luck this oh, afternoon. Mate. By the time this goes out on the podcast, it will be history and we'll be looking forward to chipping them. Great. All right. Cheers, mate. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Interesting, as ever. And thanks to Gary for chatting with us there. Obviously, that interview was done uh, after the Hemel Hempstead game and before the Bournemouth game. Yeah, it was done Tuesday morning. Uh, so the Bournemouth game was yet to kick off. That was a that was an interesting uh, scoreline against a, a decent Bournemouth side. I mean, they're not they're not shrinking violets uh, under 23s, are they? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff. I mean, we'll talk, we'll talk about the Hemel Hempstead game a little bit. Um maybe let's talk about Andrew Nelson because Gary yeah. was very interesting shenanigan is a fantastic word yeah um, and uh, I mean I didn't see the game I haven't actually watched either of the live streaming games yet I was out of uh, out of the bay on Saturday and we were both working on the newspaper to deadline on Tuesday afternoon we were yeah so the, we the, didn't the game was, was good timing in one way because it just just got the facts into the paper but bad timing in another way it was it was too late to, to do anything big about it but we got the we got the scoreline and the goal scorers in etc it was. I mean, there was obviously a bit of a bust up off the ball, and Gary acted very quickly, didn't he? <coughs> Two I mean, minutes. I, mean, I I like the idea that we've got players who are going to get stuck in, but you have yeah. to keep it under control, don't you? Well, uh, he reacted to uh, a, a, um, a challenge or a, a bit of physical activity from a Hemel Hempstead player in the nineteenth minute. Um, threw out an arm, I think, or a leg. I'm not sure. Uh, I did have a little little chat with Gary about it off off of uh, off of the recording, and yeah. uh, basically Gary said, "Yeah, he uh, he reacted. Um, he got a yellow card." Gary said he thought mm, that in a normal game, in a outside of a friendly in a national league game, that would be a red card yeah. or highly probably be a red card, and he decided that he would take him off because of that. Uh, he said, you know, if it had been a, a National League game, he'd be letting his teammates down. And he doesn't That's want his point, players to do that. Yeah. And uh, he said that uh, Andrew Nelson apologised to his teammates after the game. And that was that then. That was, uh, that was Gary was happy with that and they move on. But obviously he did use the word shenanigan. Got involved in a yeah. bit of a spat with a Hemel Hempstead player. Um, Andrew Nelson will now know Gary's attitude to that kind of thing. Yeah. Like he said, we do like the players to be physical we like a player who's that motivated yeah. in the very first game of the season. Yeah. You know, he wants obviously he wants to contribute to the side. He wants to catch the eye. He he wants a place in the starting eleven. He he will be annoyed with himself as well, won't yeah. he? Because you know he would have wanted to get on the score. He's friendlies are friendlies, but he would have wanted to get on the score sheet and. Uh, you know, um, it'll be raring to go against Chippenham on Saturday. Yeah, I imagine yeah. he, he was on. He started the Hemel Hempstead game. Obviously, uh, Josh Umera, <clears throat> who we'll talk about a little bit later on, came off the bench. Uh, when he was substituted, and uh, Nelson was on the bench for the Bournemouth game. I, I don't, got on in the second half. Yeah, I don't expect that was anything to do with the uh, the, the, the incident. I, I suspect that the fact that he started against Hemel already meant he was going to be on the bench against uh, Bournemouth, and uh, Josh Mera w- w- would start. Uh, as it turned out, Josh Mera got a bit longer than he, he probably would have expected yeah. against Hemel Hempstead. Uh, he, he looks decent. Did well by the sound of everything. Yeah. Did did very well. We we've kind of jumped ahead of ourselves on the agenda here, but let's talk a little bit about these friendlies then, and we'll come back to uh, come back <coughs> to the agenda afterwards. 
Um, the Hemel game, loads of pluses from that. I mean, Kyle Cameron getting a goal to start yeah. with, and we'll come on to it in a minute. Almost was he captain as well? I think he, he was. was indeed. Uh, Danny Wright absolutely buried a penalty. Yeah. Had a look at pictures from um, from Phil Mingo. Great to see Wright on the score sheet. Yeah. And Josh Umira, who definitely impressed. Um, he looks lively in the box. He's getting to rebounds. Yeah. Uh, he, he seems to be ticking all the boxes and he'll be delighted to <clears> have got some game time under his belt when he got Absolutely. a goal in that one he got another one against Bournemouth yeah. on Tuesday 2-2 two two. can't beat that well you can beat that but we're quite happy with that uh, Dean Moxie got the first one against Bournemouth. Looked as if Kyle Cameron's header was going in. Dean Moxie made absolutely sure. Okay. Uh, and Olaf Kozella. Um, yeah, good to see him on the score sheet. He's impressed by the sound of it in the yeah. first couple of games. Yeah. We've been waiting for him to happen, haven't we? We have. Um, and he's been on the verge. Um, made a lot of substitute appearances in the last two years. Um, he's a strong lad. Um yeah. Need some game time. Need I mean, there's been time. a lot of talk about whether he'd be best served by going out on a loan somewhere, going to Tiverton or, 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 or a Truro or somewhere yeah, like that. Yeah, somewhere like that. Or do you just throw him in and give him some game time? Well, I think it depends what happens when the season starts, doesn't yeah. it? Um, if, uh, let's say, Danny Wright, Andrew, Andrew Nelson and Josh Amura turn out to be the, the three main men, then... then it's tough, isn't it? It is. I mean, he's going to have to step up to yeah. actually get a place in the team. But is so a, whether he does that by yeah. bossing bossing the, the others in, in, in training, getting on and scoring yeah. some goals, or going to Truro and scoring five goals in three games, you know, yeah. he's got to, he, something's got to happen for him to get a, in front of those no, now. You're right. And we absolutely don't want him to, to go down the same path with great respect to these two guys who we like a lot, but to a Jared Lewington or an Ashley Yeoman, yeah. who've been brilliant in flashes. But couldn't quite but couldn't get that first team get in there. place. Yeah. That's right. And it's difficult. When you've got some decent players ahead of you, you almost have to do better than you will do when you get into the first team. Yeah. To get into the first team, it's it's, it's a challenge. Because he's got huge potential, Cazelle, haven't we? We've been saying this for three, four years now, since he first yeah. came through... Scores goals for a pastime um, at reserve level. When he's been out on loan, he scored a lot of goals. Yeah, he did well at Tiverton and then was recalled from there because uh, there was a bit of an injury crisis mm. at Torquay. So um, I know Martin Rogers liked the look of him there and he scored some goals there. Yeah, I mean, it's his time to, to break through, it is. isn't it? It is, and we hope that uh, we hope we see it this season. Uh, yeah, good player, likeable lad. Big future in the game. Let's hope he, he makes it with us yeah. rather than making it somewhere else. And a couple of, I mean, you mentioned injury crisis. There are still players missing for Torquay, aren't yeah, there? Yeah, noticeably, Ace of Hall, I think, yeah. uh, hasn't played yet. Uh, Gary did touch on that. He said, basically, you know, they're, they're, they're not quite there yet. Mm. Armani um, Little hasn't played yet. Armani Little, of course, he was injured anyway, so he's come back from an yeah. injury and maybe he's just a bit behind on the uh, the fitness. Um I, I think these players will, will will be back. You know the 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 obvious. The did Ben Winter play in the first game? I I can't remember. I'm yes, asking. he did. He yeah. did. Yes, so he, he played did. in yeah. both. So yeah. that's good. Um, there are players sure that, that yeah. aren't quite ready, mm. um, but they will be. I think you know uh, the only major con- may not concern because it's we know what's happening is is uh, uh, Liam Davis. Uh, he's out for for a further time. But yeah. apart from him. Unless uh, unless they're keeping something close to their chest, I think uh, I think the rest of them are just just catching up on fitness really. 
It's good news. But rem- remember as well that they wouldn't normally start a, a the games in pre-season this early in a pre-season schedule. They're probably about a week. Uh, yeah, true, true. Ahead of where they would be in timescales normally uh, on a normal pre-season. Let's wind back to the top of the agenda then, because we got a bit carried away. The reason that we said at the start that it's William Clark Pitt's day mm. today is that today, thanks to Talkie Fan Stats again for reminding us here, is the anniversary of Talkie United's first ever match. Bill. Billy. Willie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Billy Clark Pitts. Yeah. Uh, it was on this day in 1899 that Talkie United played Upton Cricket Club Yeah. Uh, at a field off Timmouth Road. So you say it's off Timmouth Road. I've heard it's off the other side of Cricketfield Road to um, where Audley Park. Audley Park. How other, old am I? It's Talk, the other Timmouth Road. So I think it's that corner area. Do there you know what two, I mean? There are two Timmouth Roads, aren't there? Uh, are there? The old Timmouth Road and the, the Timmouth Road. So maybe it's... You're probably so right I think it's opposite. On. There was a field opposite. You know, obviously the houses were built on it probably in the 20s or 30s. Yeah. But um, there was a field opposite... Torquay Community College to anyone uh, of our age, Audley Park. Yes. Um, yeah. Sort of just opposite there, uh, where the sports field is. Uh, so it's around there. So that's where it was. A bit lumpy, apparently. A bit lumpy. Yeah. Um, not the best. No stand. Torquay United 5, Upton Cricket Club nil. William Clark Pitt's hat-trick. Yes. Further goals from, from Mr Upham and Mr Wicks. No, no first names? I don't have the first name. Somebody will have. Somebody out there will have the first names. Okay. Do you want to know what colours Torquay played in that day? Oh, wasn't it? Hang on a second. Uh, uh, see, I know the colours. I can't remember which order they are. But I do like the, the light blue and chocolate. There was a oh, light blue no. and chocolate at one point. Oh, that sounds good. It yeah. was, wasn't it? They played in red and white quartered shirts. Oh, dear. Which apparently became salmon pink later in the season after a few washings. Right. Uh, blue nicks and blue stockings. Lovely. We <laughs> should be doing this in um, some kind of yeah. Harry Enfield it's a kind of... Warner kind of... Yeah. yeah we should not... both be smoking big pipes <laughs> and uh, sitting by a fire. I've got a big fire up there. We, could... we should do it. <laughs> oh, there's no record as to whether Charles Charlie Charles played in that game, but um, no. you never know. The first defeat for Torquay came later in that season. They were beaten 2-0... By HMS Britannia, which answers asks a lot of questions. Was it the crew of the Royal Yacht mm. on a visit to Torbay? Absolutely. Possibly. But there you go. That's the anniversary today. First game, first hat trick on this day, a hundred and twenty-one years ago. Going back some years, I decided I was going to write a history of Talking United book, as, as as we all think about doing at one stage or another. Yeah. And I spent a couple of days, actually, in the, the, the library going through early editions of um, some of the papers that were around. Herald Express obviously started in yeah, 25. 25. Um, so uh, I, was doing, I was doing the early stuff, uh, formation, etc. Um, and then I moved on to the first season, 27. So that was from the Herald Express. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, one of the facts that I came across uh, from the early stuff was the fact that while they were playing at, at Timberth Road, Cricketfield Road, they would uh, change in the Royal Clarence Hotel at the, oh. the junction of Newton Road and Abbey Road. Uh, not Abbey Road, uh, Avenue Road. Yeah. Opposite. There used to be the hotel that was by Tor Station. Yeah. Uh, which is now Flats. They would change there uh, into their gear 
um, and then run up St Michael's Road and then down Cricketfield Road to the uh, so it was, it was a bit of a bit of a way to, to change. It's a bit of a training session. I like I like the whole idea. I hope they were wearing. Well, did they wear studs in those days? I can just imagine the clanking of the studs all the way to... Clop, clop, clop. Yeah, the and they would have been metal, so yeah. they would have been very sharp by the time they got there. <laughs> what a great... <laughs> enduring image, isn't it? Marvellous. Mm. <laughs> um, but it's... Um, yeah, great days, and I can't find any pictures going back that far of Talker United. I don't know if any exist. I had a quick look this morning, couldn't find anything. No, I don't, I don't think there are any quite that... You've oh, got, I've got, oh, got, I've got a picture of Clark Rip. I've got a picture of Mr. William Clark Pitts right in front of me. Have you indeed? There he is. Oh, there he goes. He's a stern-looking fellow as well, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we'll have to take a photo of that. It's from Lee Edwards' book. I had it open on the page and didn't realise that that was a picture of him. I will take a picture of that and we'll put that there as part of the... Uh, well, it'll be... By the time you listen to this, that picture will be at the top of the page. Charles Carroll left and William Clark Pitts right were both at the inaugural meeting and also played in the first match. So not only was he a, uh, a first first goal scorer, first hat trick goal scorer, I should say, he was also a, a member of the group that set the club up. We owe him a, a debt of gratitude. We don't do. We? we absolutely we do. do. At this point, uh, let's ask you the question, and we'll give you the answer towards the end. The I and the J question: the player with the most appearances whose name begins with I. That's not terribly difficult when you start to think about it. And the most goals of uh, the player whose name begins with I and we'll do J as well for good measure well I know it's not Inga Marson it's not Inga Marson although he is in second place no way of, <laughs> really of three but um yeah and give us the J as well the most appearances and the most goals from players beginning with <coughs> J is that uh, okay all right I've got an idea for that one yeah, yeah. I thought you might <clears throat> let's talk live streaming that's gone really well for the club hasn't it if you haven't caught up on that the Friendlies at home so far uh, have been available. Live streaming, you can watch the game live as if it were on TV. I haven't. I say I was out in the bay on Saturday and Tuesday afternoon is not a good afternoon for either of us to be larking about in front of the television. I haven't because I was at noon out the Spurs and then Buckland on Saturday afternoon uh, watching... Nice pictures, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so I was there for those games... I did the first half in Inhabit Spurs where they were 2-0 down. They lost 4-0 in the FA Cup to a side uh, Lark Hall considerably higher than them. So no shame in that. And then I went to Buckland and they won 2-1 in the second half. I went for that. They won 2-1 against Kingsham. So I was away for that. And then I was right on deadline yeah. throwing together the, uh, the, the, the Herald Express for, um, for the... Uh, we were hurling newspapers the second together. Game. Yeah, yeah. But by all accounts... I was it's covered been... in glue and stuff like that. <laughs> by all accounts, and glitter, yeah. obviously. <laughs> by all accounts, it's been extremely good, the live streaming. Um, it's been a way for the fans to see the games, because obviously nobody... I mean, there is a, a, a largely impregnable bubble around uh, Playmore yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we aren't allowed in. Uh, fans are not allowed in. There are just uh, officials from both clubs and one or two other people... Uh, who've been in the ground uh, for these games. It's, it's a shame in a way because it sounds like they've both been cracking games. But yeah. the live stream, I mean, is, is this the future? You sound like you're standing up by that fireplace with your big pipe it's, again. It's, it's live streaming the future, um, Mr. Johnny Warner. And we can move forward to the 80s and, and still wouldn't understand the concept of live, live streaming, would we? It's um, Obviously, it's a big part of all our lives now. You know, we most, most of us have a tablet or something and we watch Netflix on it or whatever. Yeah. 
you know, it's 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 not it's not an incredible revolutionary idea, but it it kind of is when you think about Talk United. It is. I know they had it set up by a, a company because uh, I know someone who knows the chap who set it all up. So they've done it professionally, mm-hmm. um, and then I we're, 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 I don't think that company will be working pulling the strings every every week. I think they just came down and set it up. But that that shows some some kind of professional thought behind the whole process. They haven't just yeah. slung a camera up and plugged it into a PC, uh, as it were. So yeah, it sounded like it was good. Uh, Gary Johnson was happy with it. He, he uh, although there were no fans in the stands for the first friendly against Hemel Hempstead, he did point out to the players before they went out into the ground that there would be 14 million people watching on TV. You never know, do you? You know, so uh, I'm sure that was daunting for the players as they... <laughs> Uh, the players, of course, will probably be more more of a with all that kind of technology than most of us. So uh, it water off a duck's back to them. But um, um, I don't know. I don't know if you know the answer to this. But can you watch it back? Can you can don't you think watch so. it again? It, it's uh, live I don't know. as it happens. I'm going to say no, but that's with no evidence whatsoever. On I my haven't part. seen anything anywhere saying watch the game no. again for whatever. But no. they're doing it again on Saturday. Talky play Chippenham. Four pound on Saturday. Four quid for a live stream. That seems like pretty good value to me. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. the only way you're going to get to see the game. It's the only way you're going to get to see Chris Zabrowski's return to play. Yeah. Uh, presuming that he's still part of the Chippenham setup. Uh, Talky on a roll. Three. They score once. They score three times. As yeah. Gary said. Um, Chippenham. It should be a decent game against yeah, Chippenham on Saturday. I, I think so. Um, four pre-season friendly games they have so um, Bath City is away the following Saturday so it'll be the last chance I don't think they'll do a live stream from there I might be wrong um, so probably the last yeah. chance you get to see them before the season starts on October the 3rd um, yeah so so hook up and uh, and pay your £4 and, which is nothing really. well I say nothing it's, a, it's, a, it's an expensive coffee isn't it I was I was interested in the team that, um, that Gary put out certainly against Bournemouth I haven't got it written down here anyway but it was pretty close to what you'd expect a starting team to be, with the obviously ex- exception of Dean Moxie, because he's not going to be starting in the. First well, well Gary says in the in the interview with him, doesn't he, that um, it's a case of we haven't got much time, mm. so uh, we will be playing these teams with an eye on the first game yeah. and the, the 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 team that we we want to play for the first game. Now that. The caveat in there is, of course, a couple of players that aren't quite ready, aren't quite fit, might 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 uh, feature in the first game. But um, we're not far off the first team when he no. plays it. You think we're settled on Wright and Umera up front? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see Saturday, mm. won't we? Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, Umera scored twice in two games. Yeah, and he's, uh, he's, and he's getting to rebounds. He's obviously, you know, he's obviously getting. If in you're the right Andrew positions. Nelson and you you were already a bit annoyed with yourself about. Getting yeah. pulled off for a silly mistake. Uh, watching Josh Amera score twice in your absence yeah. will have been a bit, but a bit cooling. Maybe it would have sharpened you up. Maybe it will. Maybe will, made you will a bit do. more hungry. Yeah. If, they, if they get yeah. two or three goals between them on Saturday, it's not a bad position to be in for Gary, is it? No, not bad at all. And uh, in Danny Wright, we obviously have an emphatic penalty taker, yes. which we always like. Yes, he buried that one against Hemel Hempstead by the look of it. And you know, the the, the Luis Lau played in the first game, didn't he? Yeah, um yeah. you know, we, we, we kind of disregarded him badly a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the centre backs and then just yeah. remembered him and threw him in. But of course, you know, he's same stage as good, good player, as, yeah. as Cazella and yeah. you know, 
needs to break into the first team if yeah. he's going to have a future in professional football. So, you know, it's good to see him getting yeah. the get, getting the choice. And of course, there were lads on the bench whose names were unfamiliar. Unfamiliar, um, South lads. Devon College lads. Yeah, and um, they've got some really useful game time and acquitted themselves pretty well. Yeah, they will have, they will have, have, have been handy for, for Gary to have around during pre-season, training... And now, obviously, you know, being able to fill some numbers off the bench. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, looking ahead then to the Stockport game, October the 3rd, we're still in a position where we don't really know what's going to happen with fans. It was a very interesting letter, open letter to the government, the departure of culture, media, entertainment and also sport. Mm. Um, which, which is, is a wide remit. I've always found that very strange. strange. Thing, borrowing a line from... Um, basically, the... Almost a kind of the remit that the National Lottery has, isn't it? It's it kind is. of like a weird one. But a letter from Brian Barwick, which has been up on the Talkie United website this week, basically asking for some kind of clarity about fans, because there are clubs that simply can't afford to start staging league games in empty stadia. Well, we've we, the, there are unconfirmed reports about this two hundred two thousand five hundred figure. Yeah. From from October the first. Now that obviously. If that's the case, that's also still dependent on things changing between now yeah. and then. But if that's the case, it's, like Gary said in the interview, well, that's not so bad for Torquay, but it's pretty rubbish if you're Liverpool. Um, yeah, I don't true. know if that would change for, uh, going up the divisions. I've, I've seen that figure also used this week um, in a piece uh, that uh, our, our rugby writer, John Averley, did with uh, Tony Rowe of Exeter Chiefs. Mm-hmm where Tony Rowe's basically saying, if the 2,500 figure is right and that's all we can get into Sandy Park, um, then rugby clubs are going to go bust. Yeah. Well, I mean, because... I mean, let's talk about Chiefs for a moment then because their wage bill must be fairly considerable. Well, they're, they're spending... At the moment, they're spending a million pounds a month for not getting anything back. That's unsustainable. Yeah. And if you're a club... I mean, we'll talk Macclesfield in a minute, but if you're a, there are clubs who are close to the edge, aren't there, in yeah. the National League? Macclesfield tipped over the edge this week. We'll talk about that, as I say, in a minute. But it's vital that they get clubs get some kind of income. Torquay, by the sound of it, by what we hear behind the scenes, Torquay are, are, are well set, you know, Torquay are well run financially, but we can't afford to go much longer without getting fans in the ground. Gary, Gary goes on again, harking back to the interview, keep doing that, but um, Gary does say in the interview that, that, that Torquay have done, people behind the scenes have done an amazing job yeah. uh, during this whole period and are still doing it during pre-season friendlies and will continue to do it when the season starts. Um but if there's no money coming in, it's really hard to, yeah. to to do that. And you can't. I mean, there comes a point, surely, when you just there isn't any money in the pot. You've no. stopped whatever income streams you've got. Live streaming for four quid a time for however many hundred people do it is welcome, but it's not going to pay the bill. I did ask. Uh, I, sorry, I didn't ask Dom for the uh, the figures because uh, I I knew damn well that he wouldn't give them to me. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, we can speculate, can't we? Yeah. A thousand is four thousand pounds. Well, that's not bad, but would you get a thousand? I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, what we need, is especially for for, yeah. for preseason friendlies, no. maybe for if it comes to October the third and we are still having no crowds in the ground, then it's a great thing to be able to do. 
and as fans people should get behind it and i think then we would see fans making an effort to 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 live stream the only thing about that of course is if you've got a household of four that normally go to talk united yeah it becomes one pounder a viewer yeah that's true yeah that's true we could have a whip round yeah yeah find a way to uh, to support the club but yeah, it's interesting and you know the, the question that we asked earlier on do, if crowds are going to be limited and if talkie can only get a certain number in then are they going to carry on the live stream um during the rest of the season that would be that would be interesting to see as well yeah and then i mean the, there are people all over the world who who would love to be able to watch talkie games a lot of those people listen to this because we are a link to talkie united yeah. And um, but then being Neville's advocate, if you've got an FA Trophy game on a Tuesday evening in February, are you going to say, "I'm not. I'll just get the live stream for four quid." And also, uh, what what about the the contract with BT Sport? Yeah, there are complications. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Complications we'll see. abound. So Macclesfield, um, we need to talk about poor old Macclesfield who've gone over the edge. Yeah. This week, I mean, th- there is a lot of sympathy with clubs like Bury and Macclesfield but it's tempered with the fact that maybe some clubs have been a little bit beyond their means for a little while yeah um, uh, no one wants to see a club go bust do they but yeah. then also when clubs are so badly run and I, I don't want to cast aspersions and lay blame but sometimes the inevitable will happen yeah indeed so I mean Macclesfield as a name will continue undoubtedly yeah. there'll be an AFC Macclesfield there will be. 2020 and they'll probably end up playing at Moss Rose yeah they will continue uh, and we hope they do because you don't want to see any club go particularly for the sake of the fans we've always got on really well with Macclesfield yeah. I have an amazing statistic about Macclesfield which only I just had a quick look we've played them 30 times in the league a couple of times in the cups We've just about got the better of them. Played them for the first time in August 97. We lost up there. We, we went through a series of games playing team on the first day of the, the season, playing teams that had just come up and losing to them. That's it. I that think was Chel- Cheltenham was another one, I think. Andy Gurney scored for us that day. We beat them 2-0 at Plainmore oh, in there, January 98 in the return game. Paul Mitchell and Jason Roberts. Yeah. The last time we played them was January 18. But look, here's the amazing stat. In all of those games, we've drawn... Three, three, four times. Oh, I remember one of them. Oh, that was a game and a half. Great game. We were three nil down. Well, hang on a second. We were three nil up. In one we were of them. three nil up. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say three. We were three nil up in about twenty-five minutes yeah, or David something. David Graham, David Woosley, and somebody else. I can't remember. Yeah, and then they came back. Yeah, I remember that game. But four, three all draws against Macclesfield. We've had our money's worth out of them, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Macclesfield were also the. F- it was the first ever game, I think it was a 1-0 win, but I can't remember. First ever game I did for a newspaper, Western Morning News. Was it really? Yeah, talking away at Macclesfield. So, I mean, great memories of Macclesfield and, we, you know, we need them back. We I also have a lovely, lovely, lovely memory of, of um, Leroy's promotion season uh, against Macclesfield when we, 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 I was on the coach. We got up there a bit early, um, rather than going straight to the ground and uh, hanging around for, for too long. He decided to stop at a pub and let all the players go in for a pint. And we won that day. Fantastic man management, <laughs> that is. That actually rapid train of thought. We were talking about David McVeigh's book uh, the other day, the Steak Diana Ross book, which yeah. I, I, I succumbed and bought one from Amazon. Okay. Started it last night and talking about pints and smokes and all that sort of thing. The players of Notts County in the early 70s. It really is like an episode of Life on Mars, the is first it? couple of Lovely. chapters of that. Yeah. So. 
I recommend it if um, if you see a copy around, <coughs> snap it up. So yeah, I mean the the Macclesfield thing. There are other clubs who are going to be on the edge, and if they have to start playing behind closed doors, other clubs are going to go, aren't they? It's going to be testing times, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the reaction is. I mean, the government had to kind of fold on non-league football or make a decision on non-league football when it became obvious that there was no reason why non-league teams couldn't with with, with you know not big grounds but but small crowds and a lot of space yeah couldn't have fans in um Did they and, have... and and obviously with the rule of six that still continues yeah. they just don't want you standing close to each other so that happened maybe once the government wakes up to the fact that the national league league 2 mm. you know need to get crowds yeah, in maybe that will be something that they can do uh, did they have many in at Newton Spurs and Buckland at the weekend? Uh, it's about it's about 150 in both, yeah. I think. Um, yes. There's always a bit more interest in an FA Cup game than there is a Provincial League game. So uh, there was a, it was a half decent crowd at Newton Spurs. Uh, Buckland always get about 150 anyway, yeah. which always annoys me because it's good standard of football, especially mm-hmm. when Torquay away. They can't seem to push above that kind of 250 mark. Oh, sorry, 150 mark, 200 mark. On a good season, they were getting 200, but. On a good season, it was it was exciting stuff. They are top of the Western League Premier Division now. They're by doing the way. well, aren't they? They uh, they won five 0 on on Wednesday, on Wednesday night and went top. Um, Ryan Bush, who I first saw playing for Tynmouth four year four or five years ago as a sort of seventeen year old, uh, got injured last season at Buckland, uh, but started this season with five goals or six goals already in in four games. Yeah. So he looks. He looks a handful. Uh, Will Hancock's was playing for Buckland. Yes. Uh, he's playing yeah. there now. Um, and I always start get a pain across the bridge of my nose when, when, that, when his name is mentioned. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I bumped into Debbie Hancock's there actually. The yeah. uh, the, old, the, the Mike Bateson's daughter yeah. who uh, who worked for the club for many years. Uh, so we had a, a good chat about the old times. How's she doing? She's doing all right. She, she she was she was watching Will at. Um, at Buckland and Richard Hancock's was watching Sam Hancock's at Newton Abbott Spurs. So we're splitting the duties. Keeping it in the family. She did mention that it's it's much easier now that that, that Willie Will's uh, playing for Buckland rather than Biniford. Yeah, a bit less travelling. <laughs> but yeah, I mean there is football and you can live stream your talkie games. But there are Tuesday night games in the Peninsula League, aren't there? There yeah. is live football out there, and yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty good standard. So before we go, the uh, Iron well, Jay question. If, if, oh, go if, on. if I just yeah. Sort of touching on that, this Saturday the FA Vars starts. Okay. And it's uh, Brixham versus Newton Spurs. Really. So if you're looking at, for a humding at, at, at Wall Park, okay. if you're looking for a big one to go to, that will be that will be interesting this Saturday. At the Stadium of Legends, yes. Wall Park, <laughs> where you've graced. Oh, many many times. Yeah. <laughs> when they were, I should point out when they were playing at a far lower level yeah. than they are now. Okay, so your I and J questions. Uh, okay, what do you reckon? The appearances for the I player. You there know, are only three I players. I, I tell you what. It's a name that I can't. Put, I, it's mean to put you on the spot because your mind's gone a blank. It's John Impey. Oh, of course it is. Well, the other one's Ives, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Levi yeah. Ives is the. Of course, player. it's John Impey. So he would be goal scorer as well, would he? He's not goal scorer as well. No, he isn't. He is not goal scorer. He got played one hundred and fifty four games, uh, for Torquay. A th- I've got him down as three goals. It must be more than that. But 154 games yeah, for yeah, Torquay. Yeah. Well, he was a defender, so there's no reason why we would have scored more. Ivar Ingemarsson, 
uh, and Levi Ives are the only three who've played, three I players who've yeah. played for Torquay. In the Jays, of course, it's Sean Joyce. Of course it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the goal scorer would be Rodney Jack, wouldn't it? Correct. Yeah, yeah well done. Sean Joyce, 194 games between 88 and 93. Jack oh. Jones was the other one. Oh, God, that's a name I don't... Between 34 and 38. Yeah. 170 games. The goal scorers are interesting, though, because Rodney Jack, uh, 28 goals in 105 games. Right. Which is a pretty good return yeah. uh, between 95 and 98. Next up is Reg Jenkins. Oh, Reg. Reg Jenkins. Yeah. 1961 to 1964, 25 goals in 95. Ooh, okay. Now, I'm not doing the maths here, but I think that's pretty close that's in terms better, of ratio. There's a better ratio than Rod, isn't it? And in third place, Seku Jane. Oh, well done, Seku, yeah. 20 goals yeah. in 44 games, now which is even better. I haven't, I haven't, I had a little look to see uh, if. Uh, Jamie Reid had played for Mansfield. I hadn't looked at Newport, to be honest with you. Jamie didn't play on Jamie Saturday, didn't did even come on. No. No. He will. Interesting. He will. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain amount of schadenfreude out there on Facebook. I noticed that Jamie didn't get a game. Really? Oh, but, that's a shame. Um, I think he'll get lots of games. I think he'll get lots of goals. And sincerely hope that he does. Yeah. I mean, you can't... His mate, his mate uh, Ollie Watkins, scored on his debut his, yeah. for... Um, just when things for were looking, Villa. looking a bit wobbly for Villa, weren't they? They were 1-0 down against Burton. Yeah. And Ollie Watkins, Jack Grealish and somebody else uh, gave him a 3 Yeah, away. Matt, Matt Jay, who uh, scored in two of Exeter City's games so far, um, was part of that kind of Matt Jay, Ollie Watkins and Jamie Reid all went to school together at, at South Dartmoor. Yeah. And all lived, oh well, Jamie lived in Torquay, but the other two lived in Newton Abbott. And uh, he... he kind of ha- had a, a bit to say about, you know... There's a very interesting piece on the back of the Herald Express yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just about his mum sharing... <laughs> their mum's sharing the duties of taking yeah. them to to training at Exeter and stuff. And uh, so he started well as well. He's, it's the same age. Uh, it's not too late for Matt Jay to make an impact. So did Newton Abbott boy's doing well. Didn't Ollie get very upset when he wasn't allowed to take a free kick or something when he was about eight years Cried. old? And yeah. That's the spirit. That <laughs> I can remember crying at that age of football. We all did it. That book ends us quite nicely because we, we like Andrew Nelson's spirit. Yeah. We like Ollie Watkins' spirit. That's, yeah. You just, you want the ball, you want to play. You want to get stuck in. That's my my mate uh, Mike Pryor once played a five-a-side game, uh, and Ollie Watkins joined their team for some reason because someone in his team knew, knew knew the family. So he's wondering how how valuable he is oh, now. Absolutely, yeah. and he will always be able to say that he played. He in played the same with team yeah, as exactly. <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much for your time. This has been another Yellow Army podcast. Football is coming thick and fast now. Talking obviously at home to Chippenham. On Saturday, we're we're working on the live streaming, aren't we, guy? We're working yeah. on the live streaming. You don't want to see this, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Should we live stream a podcast? No, absolutely not. Uh, t- but, t- uh, two old blokes sitting here in shorts with a dog asleep on on the sofa. Yeah, it's not the greatest spectacle in the world. <laughs> we can make it sound much better than it looks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for your time. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.